0: The ductus deferens, or the vas deferens, or the seminal duct. The ductus deferens, the excretory duct of the testis, is the continuation of the canal of the epididymis. Commencing at the lower part of the tail of the epididymis, it is at first very tortuous, but gradually becoming less twisted, it ascends along the posterior border of the testis and medial side of the epididymis, and, as a constituent of the spermatic cord, traverses the inguinal canal to the abdominal inguinal ring here it separates from the other structures of the cord curves around the lateral side of the inferior epigastric artery and ascends for about 2.5 centimeters in front of the external iliac artery it is next directed backward and slightly downward and crossing the external iliac vessels obliquely enters the pelvic cavity where it lies between the peritoneal membrane and the lateral wall of the pelvis and descends on the medial side of the obliterated umbilical artery and the obturator nerve and vessels it then crosses in front of the ureter and reaching the medial side of this tube bends to form an acute angle and runs medialward and slightly forward between the fundus of the bladder and the upper end of the seminal vesicle reaching the medial side of the seminal vesicle it is directed downward and medialward in contact with it gradually approaching the opposite ductus here it lies between the fundus of the bladder and the rectum where it is enclosed together with the seminal vesicle in a sheath derived from the recto vesicle portion of the fascia endopelvina lastly it is directed downward to the base of the prostate where it becomes greatly narrowed and is joined at an acute angle by the duct of the seminal vesicle to form the ejaculatory duct which traverses the prostate behind its middle lobe and opens into the prostatic portion of the urethra close to the orifice of the prostatic utricle the ductus deferens presents a hard and cord-like sensation to the fingers and is of cylindrical form its walls are dense and its canal is extremely small. At the fundus of the bladder it becomes enlarged and tortuous, and this portion is termed the ampulla. A small triangular area of the fundus of the bladder, between the ductus deferentes laterally and the bottom of the recto excavation of peritoneum above, is in contact with the rectum. Ductuli aberrantes. A long, narrow tube, the ductulus aberrans inferior, or vast aberrance of Haller, is occasionally found connected with the lower part of the canal of the epididymis, or with the commencement of the ductus deferens. Its length varies from 3.5 to 35 centimeters, and it may become dilated toward its extremity. More commonly, it retains the same diameter throughout. Its structure is similar to that of the ductus deferens. Occasionally it is found unconnected with the epididymis. A second tube, the ductulus aberrons superior, occurs in the head of the epididymis. It is connected with the retetestis. testis. Paradidymis, or organ of Geraldis. This term is applied to a small collection of convoluted tubules situated in front of the lower part of the cord above the head of the epididymis. These tubes are lined with columnar ciliated epithelium and probably represent the remains of a part of the Wolfian body. Structure. The ductus deferens consists of three coats. Number one, an external or areolar coat. Number two, a muscular coat, which in the greater portion of the tube consists of two layers of unstriped muscular fiber, an outer longitudinal in direction and an inner circular. But in addition to these, at the commencement of the ductus, there is a third layer consisting of longitudinal fibers placed internal to the circular stratum between it and the mucous membrane. Number three, an internal or mucous coat which is pale and arranged in longitudinal folds. The mucous coat is lined by columnar epithelium which is non-ciliated throughout the greater part of the tube. A variable portion of the testicular end of the tube is lined by two strata of columnar cells and the cells of the superficial layer are ciliated. Next chapter, the vesiculi seminalis or seminal vesicles. The vesiculi seminalis are two lobulated membranous pouches placed between the fundus of the bladder and the rectum serving as reservoirs for the semen, and secreting a fluid to be added to the secretion of the testes. Each sac is somewhat pyramidal in form, the broad end being directed backward, upward, and lateralward. It is usually about 7.5 centimeters long, but varies in size, not only in different individuals, but also in the same individual on the two sides. The anterior surface is in contact with the fundus of the bladder, extending from near the termination of the ureter to the base of the prostate. The posterior surface rests upon the rectum, from which it is separated by the recto fascia. The upper extremities of the two vesicles diverge from each other, and are in relation with the ductus deferentes and the terminations of the ureters, and are partly covered by peritoneum. The lower extremities are pointed and converge toward the base of the prostate, where each joins with the corresponding ductus deferens to form the ejaculatory duct. Along the medial margin of each vesicle runs the ampulla of the ductus deferens. Each vesicle consists of a single tube coiled upon itself and giving off several irregular cecal diverticula. The separate coils, as well as the diverticula, are connected together by fibrous tissue. When uncoiled, the tube is about the diameter of a quill and varies in length from 10 to 15 centimeters. It ends posteriorly in a cul-de-sac. Its anterior extremity becomes constricted into a narrow, straight duct which joins with the corresponding ductus deferens to form the ejaculatory duct. Structure The vesiculi seminales are composed of three coats, an external or areolar coat, a middle or muscular coat, thinner than in the ductus deferens, and arranged in two layers, an outer longitudinal and an inner circular, an internal or mucous coat, which is pale, of a whitish-brown color, and presents a delicate reticular structure. The epithelium is columnar, and in the diverticula goblet cells are present, the secretion of which increases the bulk of the seminal fluid. VESSELS AND NERVES The arteries supplying the vesiculi seminalis are derived from the middle and inferior vesicle and middle hemorrhoidal. The veins and lymphatics accompany the arteries. The nerves are derived from the pelvic plexuses. The next chapter is the ejaculatory ducts or ductus ejaculatorii. The ejaculatory ducts are two in number, one on either side of the middle line. Each is formed by the union of the duct from the vesicula seminalis with the ductus deferens, and is about two centimeters long. They commence at the base of the prostate, and run forward and downward between its middle and lateral lobes, and along the sides of the prostatic utricle, to end by separate slit-like orifices close to or just within the margins of the utricle. The ducts diminish in size, and also converge toward their terminations. Structure The coats of the ejaculatory ducts are extremely thin. They are an outer fibrous layer, which is almost entirely lost after the entrance of the ducts into the prostate, a layer of muscular fibrous consisting of a thin outer circular and an inner longitudinal layer, and mucous membrane. End of section 35. Recording by Dr. Valerie Ross